Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. wrestling listeners i can't believe this literally right before i hit record to do this latest episode we found out that the wwe parted ways with both of their co-presidents which is just insane for a worldwide entertainment company to just literally cut the heads off the top there and start over basically this is just crazy but you know something i said listen I'm not going to sit here and play games. Let me reach out to somebody who I knows can get the inside scoop, shed some light on what's going on, who's been historically covering WWE from a, a corporate perspective in addition to everything else. So without further ado, literally the most hated man in pro wrestling because he knows his stuff. Welcome back, Brad Shepard. Brad, how are you, bro? <laughs> I'm good. My phone is blowing up as we were talking about off air. Uh, yeah, it's just a crazy time right now. Um, but, yeah, I'm doing well otherwise. What the heck is going on from what you can gather? And, and, folks, like I said, bear with me here because, literally, this stuff has developed in the last hour. So whatever you hear from Brad is stuff he's getting up to the second here. So, so bear with us here. But, Brad, what's your understanding of what's been going on so far? Yeah, great point. You know, the story is evolving in real time. Uh, and it'll continue to evolve, right? And so I just want to throw that out there because it is a real-time happening now thing. Uh, but with that being said, it's really clear that this was an impulse decision. Multiple sources are telling me that this appeared to be impulse and out-of-left fields. And that this was a Vince McMahon decision. And Stephanie and Paul Levesque, her husband, Triple H, were not consulted beforehand about the decision, and they're mad. Oh, wow. So so is this some sort of grab for control, again, from, from the old man, so to speak, here? Or it's like he wants to establish who the big dog is in the room, and that's why he made something like this? And I understand this is just your interpretation based on the information that you're being given here. But, but what do you say here? Do you think it's something like that? It definitely could be. I mean, when you look at multiple sources talking about the XFL and the tie-in WWE has used with WWE's resources into the XFL. And I'm told that George and Michelle were against that. They were against the reboot of the XFL and felt like it would lead to WWE resources going into the XFL. And what have we seen? We've seen WWE employees fill positions at the XFL. They're not allowed to actually do something like that, right? They can't use WWE resources for this other company, especially considering WWE is a publicly traded company. Am I right about that? Yeah, essentially you're right. And I don't know the exact wording and whether they would, you know, meet the legalities of that or not, but it's definitely got to be somewhere around that careful gray line, uh, for sure. So 
it's a very interesting situation, and I'm told that the reason given officially was the results, uh, fiscal results coming up that will be reported soon, which I'm told um, <laughs> I'm told they were bad, and that wasn't the exact language that was used. Um, but I guess I, I can use profanity on this podcast if it's a quote, right? Oh, absolutely. Let it fly, bro. Let it fly. Okay. Yeah, so you know, the exact words used to describe the newest quarterly report was, quote-unquote, fucking terrible. And to me, if that does turn out to be the case, and certainly that's that's the internal belief, I look at what has been pushed within the WWE that's led to poor quarterly results. And again, this all ties back to finances and business strategy going forward as we head into the XFL era, et cetera. But you have to look at in the WWE product itself and what are they pushing to get these bad quarterly results. And and there's some themes in there. And if nobody's willing to be honest and look at those and say, you know, maybe this is why our TV doesn't have the ratings it should or et cetera, et cetera. That's what they have to look at, and that's what people have to be honest about, and that's what people have to draw attention to. You know, that's a, that's a pretty interesting um, take on that, and, and you're absolutely right. From a business perspective, you have to take a look at what have we been doing recently uh, that is different from what we've been doing previously, and, yeah, whatever the changes are, you, you have to – Take, are, are you spending more money on certain things? Uh, are you missing certain elements? Are you putting too much into other elements? These these are all great points. Can't argue with that. So my question to you, where do you think they go from here? I mean, it's not like you can just pluck a president of a, a worldwide entertainment company that's worth billions of dollars just out of thin air. I mean, what do you think happens next? It's a great question. I'm told they have nobody immediately in line for that. In fact, I'm told that it's possible Paul Levesque may be needed to, quote-unquote, step up. And obviously, that they have an interim person. That's not what that means. But obviously, in a corporate structure, if you have someone in a really important high-level role leave, you're going to have to pick up some slack. Uh, and so with his current duties, such as NXT, that presents a an interesting quandary, so we'll see if there's any impact to NXT because of that. But it's really interesting right now, uh, the entire dynamic, in my opinion, with Vince and his family uh, in executive roles in the company and how that would play out. Again, it, it's believed to have been an impulse decision, and we look at the quarterly results are coming, and I'm told they're not good. So it, I, I think where do they go from here? You have to look at, obviously, the XFL part is that is literally getting ready to launch in just over a week. And and so you've got the timing of that, and then you've got the quarterly results as well. Um, you know, you have to find new positions, n- new people for those positions. But that's a tough one. Again, there's nobody necessarily that they have in mind to fill it immediately. and And so – it's just going to be real interesting how Vince is able to get people in those key roles and do the TV stuff where he's been heavily invested in SmackDown, for example. 
and also the XFL just starting, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, there's a lot of corporate dynamics here. They're going to be really fascinating to watch. And like I said, I know that you're getting up to the minute uh, information there. So, really appreciate you taking the time out to, to join us here and update our audience on what the heck is going on so far. Listen, Brian, let everybody know how they can reach you, how they can read your stuff, how they can find you on social media, listen to your show, the whole nine yards. At the Brad Shepard on Twitter, that's S-H-E-P-A-R-D. And, of course, I have a podcast every week, the Oh You Didn't Know Wrestling Show. If you haven't heard of it, we're available pretty much everywhere. Uh, just search us and check it out. Download, subscribe, rate, et cetera, all that good stuff. We have a Patreon as well, patreon.com forward slash O-Y-D-K-W-S. You get a lot of cool additional content if you join for as low as $4 a month. His name is Brad Shepard. Once again, Brad, thank you for this amazing update here. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. So we're going to keep this train going, folks. I mean, you just heard from Brad and some great inside information, and I figured, you know what, let's expand upon the conversation with the man from the pop culture website Black Rabbit, the well-respected Lavelle Porter. Lavelle, you haven't been on the show a lot because you're such a big-time star out there, but as soon as the WWE's in trouble, now suddenly you want to talk, huh? Yeah, I got to put on my cape and, um, you know, as the, as the, as you would call them, neckbeards online, um, I got to put on my, my cape and cape up for the WWE because, you know, <laughs> since nobody else will. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the neckbeards and the humanoids, they're certainly going, running wild right now as far as they're concerned. Uh, the WWE is in full meltdown mode, and they're they're not going to be able to recover from this because you know there's there's big problems going on, huh? I mean, no. <laughs> I, I, okay, so to me, as far as um, the WWE is concerned, I, I could have sworn they're still posting record numbers everywhere except for the, the you know the Nielsen ratings, with which most people don't understand, which is hilarious. How everyone they like to quote them, and they have no idea what they mean or how they work and how they actually relate to business. Um, if those ratings weren't that freaking important, uh, Fox wouldn't have paid a billion for SmackDown. But a, a lot of people, that, that's lost on a lot of folks. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, even with this, um, you said you were talking about Brad earlier, there was, um, this, this variety article that goes into pretty, pretty great detail about what's going on with the WWE. I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think this is a sign of trouble. A- anytime there's a shakeup at the top, stock prices fall. Uh, so I, I think people freaking out as far as that's concerned. Uh, I think the average fan really shouldn't pay that much attention. What do you think? Well, I agree with you there. I, I, I'm not going to spend too much time questioning Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know, he's a good friend of mine. I, I've heard several times from you. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, from me, it, because it's true. I feel like it, he's going to do what's best for business. So if he felt like the people who he entrusted to be the co-presidents of his company uh, which is, I believe, is the first time that's happened. I mean, traditionally, there's been one president. You know, it was him or Linda, what have you. This whole cold president business is interesting. But I feel like if if he felt they just weren't going in a direction that he could believe in, then yeah, you gotta you gotta cut the head off the snake and start from the beginning, so to speak, right? That's how business works. And uh, again, joke, you average wrestling fan has no idea. Um, so it's it's hilarious looking at some of the takes online and like even in this um, variety piece that I I know you read as well, right? Yeah, I I, I take a look at that article. In fact, I know that you um, you sent it out to a couple of people and it found its way to me, which I appreciate. Shout out to Variety; they they got direct quotes from Vince and everything. Yep. But yeah, I, I read the article. 
Yeah, um, Vince, you know, uh, anytime a situation like this happens, uh, as long as there's not too much animus, uh, whoever made the decision or whoever, you know, the the real head of the snake is, so so to speak, um, they're always extremely complimentary of uh, the people on their way out the door. Um, I believe it was, um, I I don't have their last names, uh, but in in Georgia's, excuse me, in Vince's quote, um, he just said something along the lines of he wants to thank George and Michelle for, you know, their 10 plus years of service, yada, 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 and contributions. It's, this is literally just a matter of uh, wanting to go in a different direction. Um, you know, uh, does, does WWE have more competition now? Sure. Um, but at the same time, it's a company that's constantly reinvented themselves. So to me, this move, it really isn't that big of a surprise. And again, I don't think it's indicative of anything um, sinister or major that we need to be concerned with. Well, speaking of that, of course, again, the humanoids and the, the neckbeards, they want to make some outlandish claims. So now the, the new thing is, well, AEW somehow has something to do with Vincent Kennedy McMahon getting rid of his co-vice presidents of WWE. Let me just tell you something out there, folks. In no way, shape, or form is all elite wrestling competition for world wrestling entertainment. You're literally talking about a worldwide entertainment brand. They literally are one of the the top 2,000 websites visited in America. Let's just put that, just think about that for a second. And I think they're one of the top like three or, or, or 4,000 websites in the world that's visited on a daily basis. So just put that in perspective, folks. Um, WWE has no issues here with competition as it relates to all elite wrestling. they got a long way to go. So don't pull that crap. And I'll tell you too, Porter, because I don't know. Don't you pull that crap either to try to make <laughs> it seem like AEW has anything to do with this. Listen, you have absolutely nothing to worry uh, about for me as far as AEW is concerned. I tried as far as that company goes. Um, I covered it for a few weeks. I even um, had a press pass and went to one of the events that they surprisingly, for whatever reason, decided to not allow the media to speak to. Um, any of the wrestlers or executives, which was the weirdest of flexes, especially with a new budding company, you would think they'd want to get out as much press as humanly possible. Maybe it's a situation where the press that they were there, that they invited, they, maybe they didn't feel like they can control them. I don't know. That's just a going, going theory as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I know we're, this isn't the part of your show where we're talking about AEW, but I am totally out on that show. I, I, I'm sure we could talk about that at a later time, but that's not important right now, but still. Well, that's, a, that's a still an interesting point, though. Um, and we can talk about that. I mean, what is it, if you were to just list one or two things, one or two reasons why you feel that way, because that's a pretty strong take, what is it about AEW Dynamite that has turned you off so much? One of the biggest things is the fact that literally almost nothing, nothing that happens on that show makes any sense whatsoever. Now, I, I know that's a strange statement when referring to pro wrestling, um, but, for example, they have, uh, as Jim Cornette lovingly calls them, the dork order. Um, which is supposed to be this crazy mystical cult or whatever. But then you have whatever the hell Brandy Rhodes calls her group. Then you also have the the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. It's the same gimmick repeated over and over again with a, with a different coat of paint on it. Like, it literally makes no sense. Having, um, uh, let's take a look at the the women's division. You have someone like, uh, the you know, a beast like Nyla Rose uh, running around. Even someone like Burt Baker, who I'm not a huge fan of, but at the same time, it makes a hell of a lot more sense to put your title on someone who you can market to a United States audience 
and build your division around instead of someone who is clearly just friends with Kenny Omega. Um, the nepotism that happens as far as this company is concerned is way worse than anything we've ever seen in the WWE. Um, and AEW just started. Uh, they, they branded themselves as an alternative to the WWE, but they, they're literally trying to out WWE, the WWE. I don't understand why nobody sees this. I take a look at a situation like uh, Nyla Rose where you completely botched what you could have had. Nyla Rose is a mix between Vader and, and uh, Aja Kong. Mm-hmm. I mean, just an a unstoppable force that should never be taking bumps, that should never be taken off her feet. She should have steamrolled all over the competition, won the championship, and then you could have built up a baby face from underneath who somehow, some way comes up and finally slays the beast. That's just basic storytelling, right? Yeah, and it could have even, it could have, if they're so in love with Riho, it could have even been Riho who did, who did this. Like, and, and they completely botched it, right? They yeah, totally. totally. And, and I'll say another thing just to piggyback on that. Because we saw this on on uh, AEW Dark the other day, where you know Nyla was in there with someone, and I'm not going to say her name because I'm embarrassed uh, by her display. <laughs> the, the the young lady is doing flipping mania. Mm-hmm. Nyla Rose is is almost she's almost at the at the top of the ramp. She's so far away from the damn ring because she's taking mm-hmm. a powder. And this young lady does flippy mania, jumps. Mm-hmm out of the ring as if she's trying to land on Nyla. And Nyla's so far away from her that you could barely even see her. It's like, what are you doing? You know? And people want to blame Nyla for that move. <laughs> now, let me tell you something, Porter. This is reminiscent of, of when, when Nyla took on uh, Rio that last time, and Rio damn near broke her own neck, and they wanted to blame Nyla for that as well. At what point do we start realizing that some of these ladies are spending too much time trying to get their stuff in and and they're not spending enough time trying to do basic storytelling. We can't blame Nala for that. Hold on. I, I have to throw that individual. She who shall not be named on your show. I have to um, toss her some bail money uh, just for a second. How do we know that she maybe maybe she got a bell rung and she thought she was in a triple threat with Myra LaRose and John Cena? Um, she was trying to hit John Cena. Who knew? She can't. Well, she can't see him, so that, that I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she did hit him. But we still can't see him. We would never know. <laughs> All a guy has to do is wave his hands and he disappears. That's it. That's it. That must be it. But, I mean, it's just embarrassing. And, and let me tell you something. Yeah, I called these guys out for a long time, as you know, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like they should just cut me a check at this point because I'm doing their job for them. I mm-hmm. told them the money match is Nyla Rose and Big Swole. How long have I been saying this, boy? You have, I recall you saying that, yeah. Even before she got in the company, I've been saying that is a money match. They should do what they got to do to get Ariel Monroe in there, big swole, and mm-hmm. set her up with Nyla, and, and that could be a feud. You could get something going. Well, they finally put those women on TV yesterday, and you know something? It was the best match on the damn card. What a surprise. Yeah, that's not shocking to me at all. Uh, big swole has uh, more personality than half the men's roster. So, uh, you know, I'm happy that they finally signed her and, you know, she's getting to be featured a little bit. Uh, maybe she'll get to lose the Riho next. Who knows? But, see, we, we say all these things. But then you, you have, and I heard what you said. I'm not even going to tell that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we, we say all these things, but then let's tie this back to WWE because, mm-hmm. as you said, everyone wants to talk about Nielsen ratings, which they don't even understand. That's a whole other story. Um, mm-hmm. AEW is consistently defeating 
NXT and the Nielsen ratings, at least the mm-hmm. initial ratings that come out, right? Sure. When which, that's not surprising. Look, which is not surprising. No. When you look at the the demographics, though, let me dig into this for a second. Sure. You look at an AEW crowd that they show on TV or that they show there. You see pictures from the live events. You see pictures from Jericho Cruz. And then you look at an NXT crowd. Mm-hmm. Do, do you see any major differences there? Because I sure as hell do. Uh, I think I know where you're going with this, but I, I'll go based off of what I what I think personally. Seems a little bit more diverse. It's a tad bit. In every way, well, whether we're talking yeah. men and women, whether we're talking people Children. of color, whether we're talking <laughs> just even the the way that people look. I mean, legitimately, uh, and the average AEW crowd looks like a humanoid convention, and I'm not yeah. afraid to say that. Okay, now if anyone wants to take issue with that, by the way, then go look up the definition of a humanoid. Okay, yeah. how derogatory am I being by calling somebody a half human, half machine? Figure it out. Does it make sense? Maybe. It makes sense to me. So I'm just going to leave it there. It looks like a friggin' humanoid convention. Yeah, the AEW crowd looks like the group of people that everybody thought was going to go nuts and um, go crazy and start killing folks after seeing a Joker movie. Let's just call it what it is. 100%. 100%. (laughs) And when you look at an NXT crowd, just, I mean, it's like the United Nations. You you see Mm -hmm. a little bit of everything in that crowd. And you see a very significant amount of female representation in there, which, mm-hmm. go figure, NXT, uh, they actually show a tremendous amount of respect for their female competitors, and, and they mm-hmm. have multiple women's matches, and they're in main mm-hmm. events, and, you know, they actually matter, okay? Right. They're, they're being treated like they matter on their card, as opposed mm-hmm. to an AEW, car, uh, AEW card where it's like the women have to fight and claw and scratch just to get on the TV show, and then when they're put on the TV show, every little thing that they do that could be perceived as wrong, suddenly they're the worst thing in the world. It's, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. embarrassing. But what do, you, what do you make of this whole ratings thing that no one really understands anyway? What do you make of this this AEW seemingly beating NXT every week? So here's the thing. Um, AEW Dynamite is AEW's flagship show. Um, WWE NXT TV is WWE's third show behind Raw and SmackDown. So, excuse me. So that's something you want to keep in mind um, when, when looking at how many eyes have on it. One of the biggest things that I, I don't think people realize as far as this quote-unquote um, war is concerned, NXT was, is a show that's existed entirely on the WWE Network until this past year, um, 20, 2019, when it was, you know, uh, they made the deal with USA to have it broadcast there. There are a large number of individuals, including myself, if I didn't cover it, who probably would not, would continue to not watch NXT Live uh, because you have the option of, A, watching it in the network or B, watching it via DVR. So if you've been preconditioned to watch a show um, via the WWE Network at your leisure, you, you may continue to do that regardless of whether or not the fact that it's been extended to two hours and, and put on USA. Um, there, there are folks who, there, a lot of people who have cut the cord and don't actually have cable. That's another thing that um, gets lost in this argument as well. Those individuals who are wrestling fans have, you know, if they're in the NXT, they've probably been watching on the network, and they probably continue to do so. So for me, if we're going to talk about ratings, if you want to be fair about it, if fair is a thing, I know that's the place where they judge pigs or what have you, and I hate saying that word, but if you want to be fair about it, you have to look at NXT's numbers on USA. You also have to look at their numbers on the WWE Network. How many subscribers does the WWE Network have right now? I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's a couple of million. 
So how many of those people are going in and watching NXT as well? They're, they're not. There's no app or anything like that for them to watch AEW Dynamite on. So if you really want to realistically look at the impact of these shows, you have to keep you have to keep that in mind as well. And nobody ever mentions that. That's very well said. That's very well Thank said, you. and I agree with you 100 percent because it, it just one of the things that I find interesting is when I bring up the fact that. NXT, as far as in-ring wrestling content, Mm -hmm. it has so much more in-ring wrestling content, both in in the amount of time spent actually wrestling, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. and I think they actually feature more wrestling matches on a a weekly basis. Um, Mm -hmm. That's possible. When you take a look at the two shows from that perspective, and then you see people say, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't really care about the wrestling. I, I want storylines, and I want all what? <laughs> what, what are you, it's wrestling, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, it, wrestling. It's called wrestling for a reason. It's it, it's not called storylines. You want storylines? Watch a goddamn movie. Well, that's the thing. It's like, isn't the whole point? Well, yeah, we want to see the build up to the fight, but don't you want to see the fight? You know." Can, can you imagine uh, a Conor McGregor is, is jaw jacking with somebody and, and they're carrying on and they're carrying on? Like, let's say, um, I don't know, Mastodol, the guy who is the uh, the BMF champion in, in UFC, right? Mm-hmm. He and he and Conor are going back and forth talking trash. Two biggest trash talkers around right now. Mm-hmm. All that's happening. Yeah, that's entertaining and that's exciting. You mean to tell me that you'd rather watch that than to see these guys beat the hell out of each other? How does that work? Uh, I, I, well, you, you, you know what? Come to think of it, you have to think about the generation we currently live in. Uh, these are the folks that watch your loving hip hops, your mob wives, and all that. All that is is talk with no actual action. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's why um, you know you have people online talking about they they don't care about the wrestling. They just want to see the storylines. Maybe that's where we are where we are as a society. Well, the part that kills me the most is that when you take a look at all of the wrestling that's offered in in 2020, right, Mm -hmm. we can give honorable mention to NWA because that truly is an alternative. It's a throwback show. They pack a lot of action in in less than an hour on a weekly basis. Uh, A lot Mm -hmm. of their matches are only about five, six minutes long, which is fine because they can get it done. Um, With the exception of that, it's it's hard not to say that NXT is the best wrestling show on TV today. I, I would mean, agree with that. And they have all of your favorite indie darlings. I mean, literally anyone who you've been talking about for the past five years is in NXT for the most part. Right. So I don't get it, except for the fact that because they're affiliated with the WWE, it's just cool to say we don't like that, right? Uh, considering, um, you know, just, just scrolling through Twitter, it seems like, seems like it's the niche thing to do. Um, so you're probably right. And the problem with that is that it's sad because, you know, perception can fool people into thinking that it's actually reality. And we know exactly. that the vocal minority that's online is just that. They're the vocal minority. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no doubt that NXT is, is generating more money, definitely more profitable than AEW will ever be. I mean, again, you can look at facts. You know what I mean? Let, let's let's mm-hmm. take a look at the ads that you watch during an NXT show versus an AEW show. Mm-hmm. Take a look at the brands. Who's advertising with them? Well, it's because of WWE. It's a it's a legacy brand, whereas 
AEW is brand new. So, of course, WWE has stronger advertising going on when they're on, on TV. But mm-hmm. the point remains. I mean, NXT is a more valuable property. Yeah, I would. I actually would question um, whether or not AEW is turning the profit right now. There's, there's no way, right? It has to be just hemorrhaging money at this point. Well, and I think that's that was expected. So I, I, it's not a surprise. I mean, I guess the idea is when you start a new company, of course, you, you got a good three-year grace period. Now, mind you, they just signed a new contract. They extended their contract mm-hmm. to, I think it's like four or five years. And because of that, they're supposed to be generating somewhere in the neighborhood of about $20, $22 million per year, which would be great if that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that still remains. That seems pretty I, low for a – that doesn't seem low to you? Well, for a weekly – episodic uh, TV show that, that happens all year round, yeah, it's pretty low. <laughs> okay. I just thought it was going. I'm like, wait, I'm not, did I hear that right? I mean, it's it's good. For, I mean, you're just starting off. So, hey, look, yeah, you turn, sure. if you're able to turn a profit in a year, that would be fantastic. Or at least in year two, that would be fantastic. Nothing wrong That's with true. that. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't want to come off as a as as, as what the kids would, say, would kids would call a hater or anything like that. It's just that kind of took me back, took me back there for a second. Fact still remains, though. It's just it's crazy to think that with NXT you're giving the humanoids exactly what they claim they've always wanted, mm-hmm. and yet it's still not it's not good enough as far as they're concerned. Nope, they want a guy in a dinosaur mask, um, a rest quote unquote wrestler who's about as tall as my 11 year old son, and the Dork Order. Yeah, and that's, and a, and a, that's and what a, they want. A woman's champion who looks like you'd have to card her to buy Sharpies at Walmart. I mean, <laughs> you know, legitimately, she's probably not. She looks like she's not old enough to even do that. So, but yeah. I digress. So, in mm-hmm. the end, is, is the sky falling, Porter? I mean, is, is not at all. WWE change here? Are, are we going to have to uh, sell all our WWE stock and you know try to find some other form of entertainment because this is this just isn't going to work out for us anymore? So based on what I, how I've seen um, these things work out, number one, this, the WWE is obviously not going anywhere. Number two, it's probably the time to buy the stock for the next few days, just from the standpoint of it'll dip for a few days and then it's going to pop right back up. That's just the way it works. Anytime there are any changes um, in upper management with any large publicly traded company, this happens. So, again, this is not time for the guy from Mad Money to say sell, 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 or anything like that. It's buy, buy, buy time. Get in while you can. Um, the sky is not falling. The WWE will be fine. I feel so much better now. Wow, because I, I was literally about to sell everything here because, you know, it's over. The jig is up. The jig is up, nah. boy. You know? Not at all. And listen, just to answer your, your – everyone's been asking, so I'm just going to publicly say this right now. Um, I have taken my name out of consideration for the next president of the, of the WWE. It, you know, I had to – talk to my family and, and really spend some time soul-searching to figure this out. But in the end, it's just not the right time. That doesn't mean that we can't revisit this at a future date. But for right now, I think it's best to take my name out of consideration and allow others an opportunity. So, I got to ask. This, this is a million-dollar question. I'm sure everybody who listens to the show is wondering, how did Vince take it? You know, he, he's he, he's disappointed. He, he definitely told me that he was disappointed, and 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 you know, I think his exact words, and this is exclusive. Who the hell do you think you are? But you know, pal, I think you're making a bad move. 
I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't like to discuss my private conversations or anything like that. Anyway, anyway Porter, now that we've pissed everybody off, uh, uh, <laughs> tell everybody how they can uh, check out all of your stuff, reach you on social media, the whole nine yards there. Uh, the best way to uh, hit me on social media is probably going to be via my Twitter, which is above average LLP, um, at above average LLP. Uh, you can check out the website, blackrabbit.com. Um, that's uh, B-L-A-Q-U-E, rabbit.com. Uh, just don't get confused there. Um, I also am a contributor at WrestleZone.com. I handle the live coverage for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and Impact. Uh, so you can check me out there as well. And, you know, before I let you go, Porter, I just want to uh, say congratulations to you and, and Black Rabbit. You were one of the first people to feature um, – the young lady uh, Michelle Evans, who mm-hmm. you know, she was she was competing for that Maxim Cover Girl contest last year, and you know, she made it down to like the, I think it was like either the semifinals or or what have you. There, she made it really pretty far mm-hmm. in the thing. You yeah, put her on BlackRabbit.com, put her on the cover, helped her stay alive in that competition, and she didn't win the competition, unfortunately, but. She's actually spun that into greater opportunities where she's got numerous major modeling contracts and deals, and she's on the cover of all these high-fashion magazines and all these other things in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to congratulate you for that that great eye for talent and also your, your website, Black Rabbit. I mean, without that type of support, I just don't think um, she would have been put in a position to actually get noticed like that. You know, because oh. she said it herself, her network wasn't really that big in the beginning. So mm-hmm. kudos to you and that website there. It's a great website. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And anything I could do to help someone, someone up and coming, you, you know, at the end of the day, um, whether you like it or not, I root for everybody black. So it is what it is. You know, every now and then, folks, the breaking news is so strong. It's so significant that you just have to come right out of the gate with it. And that's what happened this week. I mean, hey, you know, shout out to Brad Shepard. Shout out to the well-respected Lavelle Porter. Both of those two guys giving us some great insight, great analysis of this situation. You know, WWE, one of the top worldwide entertainment companies, changing presidents. They've got rid of their their co-presidents. That's a big deal. And again, with Vince McMahon stepping away to spend more time on the XFL, excuse me, the XFL, it's a big deal, right? I want to say NFL because I used to saying that, but XFL, big deal, big deal. But is this, is the sky is falling stuff? I don't think so. Some people probably will feel that way, but I don't think so. I think they'll be able to figure it out. It's one thing that history has shown us is that the WWE has a habit of bouncing back and figuring it out. So I don't expect this to be any different as long as Vince McMahon's alive. Now, if Vince McMahon is not around anymore. That's a whole other story. I have no faith in the rest of this career. Zero. Zero. I mean, obviously Linda I got faith in her. That may be it. But that's a whole other story. You know, it's it's just been an insane news day with that. And I'll tell you right now, I had a whole plan, a whole format. I had a, somebody was going to interview all that good stuff. But it's like this just took over, man, at the last minute. And it's just like, hey, it's the way it goes. You know, 
We have the Royal Rumble that just passed, and next week I'll go over some more information about that. I will say congratulations to MVP, who made a return to the WWE, and he was in the Royal Rumble match. No, he didn't win, but he was in the match, which is great. And then he wrestled his final match in WWE against Rey Mysterio, who is his young son's favorite wrestler, on Monday Night Raw. And his son was there both nights to see that. So that was pretty awesome. That was that was a great way to end that portion of your career. End it on your own terms. Good stuff. Congratulations to Keith Lee, who did a great job in, in the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar looked pretty good in there. Drew McIntyre won. Congratulations, Drew. Bianca Belair had a fantastic showing at the Royal Rumble. As did Shayna Baszler. In the end, Charlotte Flair won on the other end. But it's good stuff. And like I said, we'll go over the whole card next week. It just, you know, the news that happened with the WWE, that's that took over this week. So that was what it was. I will say this, though. There is just... A crazy thing going on. And it's been going on for a little while here, but I I have to touch upon this, folks. Let me transition out of WWE, AEW, any kind of talk like that. Noelle LaGraza, you know, little Noelle, she's Big Vito's wife. She put together a a video, like a mini documentary, an expose, whatever you want to call it there. And in it... She really detailed some of the treatment lately that's been happening to Big Vito. And, you know, everybody knows Big Vito. He's a guy, you know, he was in ECW and All Japan, and he was in the WWE and WCW. I mean, Big Vito wrestled everywhere, right? But he's part of that that concussion lawsuit. And he's somebody that speaks up about CTE and the brains of the pro wrestlers what what would that look like and what are the effects of all the trauma that they've experienced participating in this sport right sports entertainment so Noel put together this video and in a portion of the video she talked about a guy in particular Chris Harrington and I know of Chris Harrington Mookie uh, you've heard the name mentioned on the show before because Chris Harrington is one of the guys who Developed um, WrestleNomics. Shout out to Brandon Howard uh, Thurston, the third good guy. I love WrestleNomics. I, they they do a good job with the analysis of the business, the economics of pro wrestling, and I think um, Brandon Thurston in particular does a really good job. A lot of time for that guy. I don't know Chris too well. Nickname is Mookie. But I know that um, Noel pointed out the fact that he released some information related to the concussion lawsuit. Chris Harrington. And some of the information was redacted and she pointed out that he released some of the redacted stuff. 
specifically the address for Vito and Noel. And Noel, I mean, she's handicapped, folks. She's disabled. And she has a son who's disabled as well. Different way. And I guess some folks that showed up to their house and harassing them and all kinds of crazy stuff. They had to get the cops involved. I, I will just say this. I want to hear from Chris Arrington because this is a pretty significant, this is a very serious accusation that Noel has put out there. And I need to hear from Chris Arrington. I, I want to know what the hell's going on here. Did he really release their, their address? Why would you do that? And if he didn't do it, then what's up? Why, you know, because that's a pretty significant accusation being thrown around. And listen, Chris, Chris is a executive with all elite wrestling. Now I think that's a job he's gotten within the past year or so. Congratulations. I got to tell you, man, I just hope and I pray that he is not responsible for releasing people's private information like that, because if he is, that's pretty low and it's unacceptable. So I reached out to Chris today. I haven't gotten a response back. And hey, look, maybe it was short notice. Maybe you didn't see the message. Who knows? We don't follow each other on social media. So it's possible that my message went into his other box. Who knows? But I reached out to him because I want to find out. And I bring this stuff up. Duke, why are you talking about this? I bring this stuff up because we got to watch ourselves here, folks. And we got to remember that these pro wrestlers are human beings with real lives and real concerns for safety and well-being. There are so many unstable people out there, people that have issues, man. And the last thing we want to do is put anybody in position where their safety is compromised because of us, right? You don't want to be responsible for that. I sure as hell don't want to be responsible for that. So it just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I Again, I hope and I pray that this is just a misunderstanding somehow. I don't see how it could be, but hey, who knows? Maybe this is just a misunderstanding. And, you know, Chris Harrington is not responsible for what he's being accused of. I, I hope that's the case. And I hope it can be cleared up because if not, ugh, what the hell are you doing? Just, it's really troubling. And and to stay on this whole big, big veto piece, I'll tell you, man. Here's a guy that has done nothing but done what he could to bring awareness to a, a significant problem. You can't say that CTE is not a real thing and that concussions aren't a real concern and that these wrestlers aren't suffering from, at the very least, the concussion stuff. I mean, come on. At this point, we know that. Goodness, great. Samoa Joe just had a concussion, Right. Samoa Joe just had a concussion. I think it happened at the Royal Rumble. It's speculated that Kaidi Sane had a concussion at the TLC pay-per-view. 
I mean, we know that this stuff happens, man. We know. And more needs to be done. I'm going to cover the Royal Rumble next week, like I said, but I will point out one thing. Beth Phoenix, her and her husband, Edge, they both were in their respective Royal Rumbles. And shout out to Edge. He did come back. Look at that. Brad Shepard was right again. Um, But Beth in particular, she banged the back of her head on the post, the ring post, one of them. And and bear in mind, the, the WWE ring posts are not traditional posts. They're, they're larger. They're thicker. They have a stand on them. It's They're, they're pretty interesting. They're, they're pretty unique. But she banged the back of her head on this thing, and she started bleeding from the back of her head. And Beth Phoenix has a lot of hair, <laughs> right? I don't know how much of it is real and how much of it is enhancements. You know, everyone gets the enhanced hair now, men and women. You know how that goes. Um, but there was a lot of hair. And yet her head smashed against this ring post hard enough to split it enough for it to bleed. So there's some head trauma there, right? She remained in that Royal Rumble match for at least another 20 minutes after that happened. And and some of you out there, you really make me scratch my head. Well, she was checked on at least seven times by the referees. What the hell does that mean? Did anybody move her hair out of the way and take a look at where the bleeding was originating from? See how deep the gash was. Well, they asked her if she's okay, and she said yes, so they let her continue. Why would you ever do that? Protect the, the athletes from themselves. What what athlete's going to say, yeah, take me out of the game, coach? Most aren't going to say that. Especially when you're talking about a situation where they're experiencing something that doesn't happen too often and may never happen again, for them at least, Right? What is this, the second women's Royal Rumble? And how many more matches does Beth Phoenix have left in her? She had to retire before because her body was banged up. What do you think's going to... I mean, come on. Let's... let's Come on. Stop it. They let her continue the match. And my question is... Did anyone consider the potential concussion? When they were quote unquote checking her out, what what did that entail? Because I don't think she rolled out of the ring at any point. So did anybody actually see the wound to to properly assess whether or not she should have still been in that match? She had a big glob of red in the back of her mountain of hair because <laughs> the blood was there. And at one point, it was just pouring, man. It was dripping all over the place. Well, she's tough, man. She's real tough. That's how they do. No, that's not how they're supposed to do. We know about head trauma. We know that we, come on. We know better than that. So it it just, I don't know. It seems a little poor taste in my opinion. Seems like an unnecessary risk on the WWE's part. I just don't understand why they would do it. Have her roll out of the ring, underneath the ring, so she doesn't go over the rope, so she's not out of the match, technically. Track her out. Properly. I don't know what the hell they did. It's all this story.
But you look at a guy like Big Vito who gets a hard time for bringing up these concussion issues. And it's like, I don't know, man. In this whistleblower, tell the truth, speak truth to power society, it's just amazing the people who we choose to support and the people who we refuse to support, right? See, to me, somebody who is speaking truth about something as significant as head trauma, something that we all acknowledge is a thing in the profession that he's in, or at least he was in, we know that's a thing. Why do we look at this guy and a few others like him as less than or, you know, like whatever they have to say doesn't matter? Potentially, you know, exposing their their home addresses and making fun of the fact that they're trying to bring awareness to a pretty significant issue. I don't get it. And I went online, I went on Twitter and I looked up Chris Harrington's Twitter account and I saw some of the posts he made about the concussion lawsuit. And look, this guy does his research and he gets these documents and he analyzes stuff. I got no problems with that. That's that's an extension of media as far as I'm concerned. I like that. I like to consume data. I like to, I want information. I like analysis too. Explain to me what I'm looking at here. That's great. But even one of the posts, you said, well, you know, uh, the WWE lawyer McDevitt, he, he, it's funny that he called Vito a jobber in a document, which McDevitt did use that terminology. It's just embarrassing, by the way. That's a whole other story. Um, I just don't get it. What the hell did Big Vito Lagrazo do that was so bad that people are, are treating him this way? Is it because he's calling attention to a major issue? I don't know. Some of you out there want to want to claim roid rage on the whole Benoit stuff. I don't know. Look at his brain. Like the whole Aaron Hernandez thing. They said he had the brain of an old man. (laughs) That's interesting. I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, though, I'm not going to stop talking about this stuff because I think that we need to get to the bottom of it. Treat them like human beings. Care about their safety and well-being. That doesn't mean we need to wrap them in bubble wrap. I understand. It's a physical job. Don't get me wrong here. It's a physical job. But damn it, when one of them is is talking about an issue like concussions, like potential CTE, long-range brain issues I think they deserve our audience right especially if we were cheering them on when they get bashed upside the head with chairs and crap come on come on just something to think about I want to thank my guests again Brad Shepard the well respected Lavelle Porter you can catch me on YouTube Right, SoundCloud. What is that? It's not iTunes anymore. It's it's uh, AOL Podcasts. You know they rebranded that thing. AOL Podcasts. Okay. Stitcher Radio app, all that good stuff. I I don't remind you folks enough. Hit that subscribe button. 
please do that. Hit that subscribe button. Send me a rating. That's another thing too. Let's let's refresh our ratings. We got some ratings in there. Let's refresh that. You know. I, I really appreciate everyone who, who listens every week. It's great, good stuff. I talk to a lot of you as well. You spread the word about the show. Feel free send send in some ratings and all that good stuff. Continue to spread the word. Appreciate that. Before I let you go, I just want to give a. Uh, people were asking, you know, because I did it a couple weeks ago, and they were saying, "Hey, Duke, where where was our smoothie of the week recipe?" Right? Because I keep messing around with this Navitas organic stuff, and you know that that maca powder, which is so good. Just a teaspoon. You don't need more than a teaspoon. Just put a teaspoon. Stuff strong. But I've been messing around with that maca powder, and, and I say, okay, so I got another smoothie of the week recipe. I'll leave you with this, right? You ready? Get your teaspoon of that that uh, Navitas Organics. Get their, their maca powder. Just a teaspoon. Get your cream. Oh, you didn't see this coming, right? Get your cream or, or dairy alternative. If you got almond milk or something like that, it's fine. But I used uh, some cream. Throw in your mangoes. Oh, yes. Pineapple. You already got your cream in there. You already got your, your Navitas Organics maca powder in there. And you ready for this last one? You, you're not going to see this one coming. Peach. Throw some peach in there. I like to make sure they're all frozen. I like my frozen fruits because it then it, it makes it a little, you know, like a, a little slushy type of deal a little bit. I like that. Plus the smoothie's extra cold when you do that. But blend that sucker up. Blend that sucker up. Pour it in your favorite cup. Stick a straw in it, which is very important, and enjoy. That's it. Very simple. Keep in mind uh, the Navitas Organics, all their products. They got all kinds of powders, whether we're talking about the cacao, the maca. They even got uh, the different teas, you know, the matcha tea, turmeric tea, all that good stuff there. Um, But there's so much you can do with it, right? You go on their website, you see they make cakes and cookies and all kinds of crazy stuff you can do with it. All delicious stuff. That's your smoothie of the week, folks, and and I'll keep that going since uh, it's been such a big hit. You know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Gotta stay healthy, man. Why not? But it has to taste good. I'm not gonna sacrifice good taste. I want good taste. I want it to taste good. That's right. Until next week, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Giovanni. <laughs> This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.